Hi, Mel. Hi, Josie. This is a bit new and different, isn't it? It is. We've said, we said we were going to do it. We did. It took us six episodes, so <laughs> yep. almost half the podcast season mm-hmm. to do it. But we are finally doing Mystery Minute. Mystery Minutes. We're true to our word, guys, eventually. Eventually. Eventually we got there. Yeah. To be fair, I did travel a fair bit and we were doing like episodes in advance. Yes. And we're kind of just in our rhythm now because I'm never going anywhere again because I have no annual leave left. Yeah. I'm not either because yeah. I took four months off yeah. to go so travel around Australia. We're here and we're in your ears twice a week. Yes. Hopefully. We're looking at Tuesday and Friday, but also who knows? Who knows? Don't hold us to it, okay? Don't take everything we say with a grain of salt, always. A huge bag of a, rock a, salt. A giant bag of that Himalayan salt stuff <laughs> that's like really good. Mm, mm, that's really good. The pink one. And I don't think it's actually from the Himalayas always. It can't possibly all be coming from the Himalayas. Yeah. Maybe it's just the name of it. Like saying you've got a Yorkshire Terrier. Oh, the dog isn't from, from Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Mm. Imagine if it was from Yorkshire. <laughs> Every dog is born there. Kate literally said to me, my sister literally said to me the other day, she goes, if we're talking, so we've got, I've got a new puppy. Well, my mum has a puppy, which means I therefore have a puppy mm-hmm. because I'm there all the time playing with it. Mm-hmm. And Kate goes, why is it that we talk English around Millie all the time, but she doesn't learn to speak English? <laughs> and I was like, that's. So ridiculous. That's and yet so deep. I am wondering. Was she um injecting bongs at that time? Oh, she probably was That's injecting. Very so injecting many bongs. bongs. Marijuana. The marijuana. It's so funny Comment. that we were talking about that because I got in the mail yesterday one of those like letterbox <laughs> drop things and it was one of those completely naff yeah. like anti-drug pamphlets that will not convince anybody mm. to stop taking drugs, but will absolutely convince some baby boomers to freak out yes. about their children about the taking the marijuanas. And it had like all the slang terms for all the different drugs and that they start with alcohol and it had things like sauce and like tinnies. And we were like, well, no, that's just a, a tinny is, is, a, like, is a beer can. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not like you pull out a bottle of Chardonnay. You're like, can I interest you in a tinny? In some like, tinny. Yeah. Would no. you like some tinny? Yeah. They were, they were way off. It's definitely written by someone that is straight edge and doesn't do those things. Oh, and has never seen a tinny in and their life. And it's like, yes, tinnies, I believe that's alcohol. I'll put that down. Write that down. Um, but anyway, Mystery Minutes is basically mm. just us talking shit. So we talk less shit in the podcast. Yes, because look, some people enjoy the talking of the shit. Some people don't. We'll still do a little bit of banter, obviously, in the normal episodes. That's not going away. We're not turning serious. This no, no, no. case file. But this is just, we're just going to chat. And we're not limited to Australian mysteries and an hour. No, we can do anything we fucking want. We can talk about whatever we want. It will all be vaguely crime related. I mean, again, don't hold us to it. Giant bag of Himalayan salt. Keep it by you. Keep it right next to you and just keep taking those grains. (laughs) Keep taking them. (laughs) Um. So what are we talking about today, Mel? Well, you've been talking in my ear constantly about Dirty John. I have. But the show. Yes, but not in the way of like, oh my God, I've watched it all. Let's talk about it. Because I only watched two episodes. So I'm in no way the authority here to talk about it. I watched the credits of the first episode. Right. So, so that's as really much as I'm going to... Con- well, no, it's not that it hasn't grabbed me. I think it's that thing where... You know, a year ago or more, I was obsessed with Dirty John, obviously. Yes. Yeah. 
like we all were. And then now it's been almost too long and so mm. many other – like if Teacher's Pet brought out a mm. TV show right now, I'd yeah. be like – You've moved on mentally. I'd be like, it would be like me injecting bong, but it would be Teacher's Pet. <laughs> you know? inject Teacher's Pet, the series, <laughs> yeah. straight into your veins. Yeah, because I'm like super in that zone still. But if it, like, I think it's just been too long and so I sort of mm. lost the excitement for it. But I'm hearing good things. Well, I'm just, and I wrote this to you last night, I just can't, and this is so bad, and this is a safe space so no one judges. It's totally me. a safe space. But I can't help but victim blame. Deborah. Yeah. And maybe it's the way Connie Britton plays her. But I'm just like, it's episode two and there's already so many red flags. And I'm just like, literally there's a draw. If you haven't watched Dirty John, skip past this. He has a draw where he has his fucking arrest records. And yes, yeah, she's a bit like shaken about it. But like, there's six more episodes to go. Clearly she doesn't <laughs> just dump his ass then How's and there. How's it going to get worse than this? It's just... And it's taking me back to listening to it and the amount of times I'd be walking on the street to work listening to it and I'd exclaim out loud, like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Because, yeah, at first her kids are just really off him. Yeah. But that and they go to therapy in the show and it kind of shows that, yeah, she's been married four times. They've got some issues around trust with mm-hmm. men and the men she's seeing. So it's probably an inbuilt prejudice already yeah and then he's a bit creepy yeah and they decide that he's bad but then there's fucking evidence like staring her in the face and then he starts being creepy to her and she still like hangs around way too long and yeah. puts her family in danger yeah and i'm just like deborah you're a smart woman you run a business you're a successful woman just- it is so wild because it's sort of like if he if he was saying to her oh babe like I went to jail a few times, mm. but it's, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm reformed, I'm like a good person, I swear, blah, 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 then I would feel like, okay, I can see how someone would just like, you know, if you're in love with someone mm. and you've also like been around the ringer, been, sorry, been through the ringer yes, in before. terms of relationships, yeah. maybe you're like, I'm going to make this work, yeah. I'm going to make this work, you know, I'll forgive him. But when it's literally like you're finding secret shit, yes. it's kind of I like, know. dude, he's not even admitting this shit to you. That makes yeah. it 50 million times worse. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's women that are in abusive relationships and I never want to judge that because it's like, it's a deep thing. You don't know what's going on there. But she's known him for four seconds. Like, it's not like she's so deeply entrenched. In the show, he says, I love you before she says it. Yeah. So it's not like she's so... I just don't un- – I, I just personally can't understand the hold he has over her because I'm not in the situation. But it, I feel it like makes it for very frustrating viewing. It must be something like when you're in that situation. Like I'm sure there are people, women, who are like, mm. no, this is totally – makes sense. And obviously it's a yeah. true story. So like yes, it does it happen. Happened. Yeah. But yeah, like watching it from the outside – and this is always the way as well from the outside. It's like when you're like, you know, watching even just a scary movie and you're like, don't go running through the park and like don't go walking down there but then it's like you never know until you're in that situation yeah like what you would do but um I think the show itself aside from my general angst around the storyline I think she's good I think he's good the daughters are a bit annoying yeah they were much more they were very sassy in the podcast especially the older one yes but like they really play up the Orange County, oh, like yeah. Marissa Laguna and Summer Beach. vibes. Mm. And I just, even though one of them had a safe for her Birkins 
in the show and in the podcast, she still was very whip smart. Like she was the one straight away that was like, he's dodgy. Yeah. She wasn't dumb. And they yeah. just seem a bit dumber in the show. Yeah, like they're playing up that like yeah. bimbo so from the beach kind of hate me a bit. But um, it's good otherwise. Eric Banner is really scary. He's perfect for the role. Yeah, because he's really attractive but also can yeah. look like With those black terrifying. eyes. Terrifying. Like mm-hmm. his eyes are just it's so well done. His eyes are like two dead shark eyes, like mm. just soulless. Do you reckon he'll get an award? Uh, there's already been like Golden Globes and he wasn't nominated. Oh, yeah, She true. was. Oh, okay. Oh, I was, was going to say, was the show nominated? She was nominated. Maybe it'll... She's so good. I used to fucking love Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I still do. And she's just such a good she's actor. Fab. And she's really good in this because she's quite... She, I mean, the fact that I am getting so frustrated means that she's playing it so well. Yeah. Where the daughters are like really at her about him and, she, and being really awful to him mm. and awful to her. And she's just very like ineffectual and kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And, like, we've seen her be such a capable person in other shows. Friday Night Lights, Tammy Taylor, always knew what to do. And then in Nashville, I can't remember her character's name. Yeah. Oh, God, I loved her in Nashville. Uh, It's not Reba McIntyre because that's a real person. (laughs) It sounds like Reba McIntyre, though. Yeah, they definitely, like, based it on her. It's like you are Reba McIntyre, you just don't have the name Reba. Reba McIntosh. Yeah. (laughs) Rina. Raina? It was Raina. Raina. It was Raina. Oh, my God. It actually was Raina. Um, Raina James? Raina James sounds familiar. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah, And she was it. obviously a boss in that. And in this, she's just a bit useless. Yeah. <laughs> and she plays it really well. She has always played really strong women. Mm. But I guess I suppose Deborah becomes strong in a way. Because yes. she's, she's a survivor. And, and you know what? She's fucking strong because she shared her story. Mm. And that's what I was thinking last night when I was watching it. I was like, you know, I'm here yelling about how I'm getting frustrated with her. And she would have she would have been kind of humiliated mm. by the whole experience. Yeah, totally. And to then open up and share with the podcast with the world is very brave, I think, and yeah. very strong. I think so too. And I think like, I mean, I don't really remember the, the start of it is that the LA Times, mm. the LA Times or an LA paper LA, yeah. did a report on it. But yeah, like it's. It could be a very humiliating tale mm-hmm. if you've, you know, you've had your four marriages and you wanted this one to work and mm-hmm. then it just happens that you ended up marrying a total sociopath. <laughs> so it's like that would be hard to sw- – a hard mm. pill to swallow as a person and then yeah. harder to have it all get turned into yeah. like this media circus about yeah. it. But, yeah, it is. And it, it is kind of a good message, I suppose, for I other people. I think it's great. I think it's a really good timing. Yeah. Because a few people in my life have – met some interesting men let's put it Mm. that way and then with all the Ted Bundy kind of stuff it's that very it can come in a package that you don't expect it to yeah like he looks like he's a successful handsome doctor Mm. it 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 doesn't seem like that person could be what he really is yeah exactly like you were saying in your story about Ted Bundy why it's important to remember that he was handsome yeah is that it can come in these packages and not to like not trust anyone but just to be aware that just because someone's good looking and on the surface they seem like they're very, in inverted commas, normal, you know, they could be a psycho with a drawer full of arrest records. Yeah. So. Who ends up stabbing your daughter. Yeah. Spoilers abound. So that was a huge spoiler. Yeah. I didn't expect that in the actual no, podcast. I so I can't wait to see how it looks in yeah. the TV show. 
Um, so I wanted to tell you a fun story. Yeah. That, well, it's just a stupid story. But then I thought of something else to do with the story that made it like kind of crimey, but then mm-hmm. in a very real way, not crimey at all. Mm-hmm. So my sister had this massive night the other week. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, I was like, how's your head? <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, I spewed in the preschool next door. And I was like, what do you mean in the preschool? And she was like, I just like, I don't know why I decided to walk into their playground. Into the but premises. I like, she's like, you have to walk into the premises to do this. So I don't, I think she, I think she was thinking, get off the road, you know, like don't do it right. on the middle of the street yeah. where cars will see you. I'm assuming that's what she was thinking. But yeah. she went into the preschool and then just did this little chunder on the <laughs> playground, like grass. And then, because we're both living at home in the moment, saving money after exorbitantly expensive trips. Mm-hmm. And so she told me this in the morning and my dad was around. Mm. And then she's like, gotten really like hangover paranoid about yes. it and she was like like what if someone will like identify me like what if they were there was cctv like filming me or something or like they can identify me <laughs> from my vomit and i was like what they're okay, gonna dna test well, this is i mean i was like dude no one's dna testing your vomit and then go and ask everyone in the area for right? swabs like I know. who did this and like why it wouldn't even necessarily be someone in the area and even if they cctv footage do you just vomited on the grass also, like kids vomit it could have been a kid. It could have been a kid. You never know. Anyway, it culminated with my dad going over there with like a bucket of water and like washing her spew away, which is just fantastic area. let's face it, a middle-aged man in a preschool is fine. That's even worse. That's yes. fine. It's totally oh fine for him to be hanging out there on CCTV. <laughs> with a bucket like Hiding furtively. some kind of crime. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's definitely not as creepy as like a drunk girl spewing yeah. in the playground. Um, anyway, no, nothing has come of it, but yes. it reminded me like I do this all the time. I get maybe it's like a Mason thing, but I get like hangover paranoid all the time about crimes. Well, just doing bad shit when you're drunk, but not like bad shit. Like one time, an old job of mine had a um, Christmas party, and. The Christmas party was held in a cafe that was like owned by the building, if that makes sense. Oh, so yeah. I know anyway, so I was we were, like the glasses and stuff were all provided from there and yeah. I got really drunk and then I walked out with a oh, wine in a glass no. and then I was like walking along the street and I was like, I just remember this hazy feeling of looking at it going, oh my God, I've stolen a glass. Oh my God, they're going to find out because if I leave the glass here, this is how my brain was working. (laughs) If I leave the glass here, they can know that it was me. Yeah. I'd better throw it in the middle of the road and smash it to pieces. So So I like hurled it. It's gone. Yeah. So I hurled this glass (laughs) into the road and I remember seeing it smashed to smithereens. And in my head, that was like the most logical way to dispose of the evidence. Yeah. Yeah. I love that like an outside observer that, saw you doing that would have just seen this drunk girl tottering along with a wine and stop suddenly <laughs> stare at the wine for a few seconds and then just hurl it into the middle of the road I know. Like, no, like, okay. no logic to that at all yeah i don't have this paranoia yeah and when you were telling me about this earlier i thought of an anecdote yeah to share where i got incredibly drunk it's actually to date the last time i spewed from drinking i'm not a big vomiter okay like Kate, obviously, is in the fucking preschool. <laughs> vomit pants over here. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not. But this was the last time I vomited. It was actually 10 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so long. It was when I first started working in the media and went out and had too much wine of, like, different wines and just bad. And 
got home. No, then my friend had to, my housemate escorted me home. Like he was like looking after me. And then we went into the convenience store, which was the one we always went to. It was just near our house, like on the corner. And we kind of knew the guys that, not by name, but you know. And like my housemate went to buy cigarettes and I was standing next to him like swaying so drunk. And I was just looking down and I'm kind of the opposite where I get like, I want to do something naughty. Yeah. When I'm drunk and I was like, I'm going to steal these gobstoppers. <laughs> and I just picked up the go- gobstoppers and put them in my bag. <laughs> and my housemate saw me and then we <laughs> left and I was like, I just stole these gobstoppers. Like I shoplifted. And he's like, that's really bad. I'm pretty sure the guys saw you. You can't do that. And I was like, it's fine. It's gobstoppers. They're like $2. The next day he took, I didn't open them or anything. Yeah. And he made me feel bad. Then I went home, spewed everywhere. Yeah. Terrible. Beautiful. And then the next day I got home and he's like, I took the gobstoppers back. Oh, my God. To the Why guys. are you being such an annoying angel? And the guys were like, he goes, I'm sure you noticed that Josie took these last oh night. God. And they were like, no, we, we didn't notice. And also, who cares? Like, you guys <laughs> are here also, all the time. Yeah, and also, like, this is more awkward. <laughs> yeah, Because we probably did, like, our stock take overnight or some shit. And now we're like, <laughs> yeah. great. Now we have to recount yeah. it. Yeah. Now we're in trouble with the boss. So then I gave him so much shit about taking my gobstoppers yeah. that for my birthday he bought me like four packets oh of Oh, my them. God, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh and you're like, God. I don't even like gobstoppers that much. I yeah, just I just wanted to steal something. Like mm. I get the opposite where I want to be a criminal. Oh, no, I want to be a criminal. I'm constantly stealing shit from pubs and stuff. <laughs> like I'm always like going home with like glasses and things yes. that I just don't need. And then I feel really – I do yeah. feel bad the next day though. I never felt bad about those gobstoppers. I mean, they're gobstoppers. I always feel bad when it's like a pint. Yes. My brother used to, when he first turned 18, he would steal a glass everywhere he went. And mum, I remember her saying to him one day, fuck, next you're going to come home with a bar stool. Like (laughs) he started with like shot glasses and then middies and then (laughs) pint glasses. She's like, next you're going to walk in with the stool from the bloody pub down the road. I think the worst one I ever did was I stole the black pool ball. That's I know. No, I so hate myself. Fucked. I hate myself That's so a really much. fucked thing to do. I know and I hate myself. <laughs> but I was really drunk in my defense and I was also like 22. So it's yeah. like not even – I can't be blamed for something that happened okay. over 10 years ago. But I didn't realize I'd done it until I woke up in the morning and found it in my handbag. Mm. And then I was like – Did you throw it into the middle of the road? I am the devil. Like mm. I'm actually a demon. I'm as bad as Ted Bundy. Mm. Like – the black pool ball, yeah. not even yeah. like one of the coloured ones. You could just sort of t- maybe take another, yeah. like a stripey out if yeah. it was a whole colour one, and then just like but deal with it. But it's the black ball. one; they need it. Yeah. I feel so bad. They probably had a buy- a whole. No one new can set ever finish their game of pool ever. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was a bad night. So okay. Yeah, but uh, the other thing you want to talk about oh. was the Golden State Killer because you've been listening to the podcast episode series. It's a series, right? Well, it's a series that Case File do. Yeah. So they do five. I think he does five. Wow, that's a lot. So, okay, in the last episode of All Aussie Mystery Hour, I say that I'm very methodical and I have to work through things from start to finish. Basically, I got those words out of my mouth and then completely did the opposite thing. Your personality just changed. I just changed and I've started picking and choosing case file and like I just mentally couldn't deal with five episodes of the Golden State Killer for a while so I've skipped forward I've been 
not listening to it. Some, some just mm-hmm. don't interest me. Like, no offense to the victims, your story doesn't interest me. <laughs> I'm not going to name what they are because that's mean. But some, it's just not the kind of crime I'm necessarily interested in listening yeah. to. And Golden State Killer, I'm obsessed with, but I was like, I just can't tackle that right now. Yeah. So I've gone back to it and I've been listening to it for a few days. Oh my fucking God. I think because I've read I'll Be Gone in the Dark, I've listened to Paul Holes's Audible. I was just like, I don't want to listen to Case File doing it. Yeah. But he does it in such a different way, in a very methodical, literally from victim one, chronologically, he goes mm. through and describes every single crime. Even Paul Holes doesn't do that. Even yeah. I'll Be Gone in the Dark, she's, she's picking, she's picking and going back and ones. forth. Yeah. It's crazy and it's so fucked and he keeps, so we've been talking about it in the group, he keeps in the first two, he does the voice. So he, when you're saying this, you're saying that the anonymous host is doing the voice. doing the voice. No. I thought you meant he was playing the recording. So he does play the phone, some victim, fucking survivor actually, that's what he calls him, which I think is awesome. Yes. Um, One survivor got a phone call where he's like, I'll kill. Oh my god! Okay. I hate when, even when and you then do he's the like, voice. K- 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 I hate that the stuttering. Weird. Mm. So the whole series opens with that, and then he goes into it, and then I'm just up to him playing that now chronologically. But he's he what he was doing was he was acting out the attacks and going. Mm. Then the man grabbed the husband and said, "If you move, I'll fucking kill you." But he doesn't in his Australian accent. Yeah. But the Golden State Killer did this whisper. Yeah. And he talked through clenched teeth and like to disguise his voice almost, like a Batman okay. vibe, but like yeah. a bad Batman. Mm-hmm. So he was like clenching so people wouldn't understand him. But the, the Golden State Killer does that. I mean, the, the host does that. Oh, God. And it's just like, no, you don't need to do it in your Bogan Aussie accent. Yeah, which makes you sound like a John Jarrett in yes, fucking it's terrifying. Wolf it's Creek. Like, so terrifying, like the stuff he's saying is obviously so fucking creepy. Like, yeah. I like your body and all this weird stuff. And I'm like, mate, you don't need to. And someone in the group said that, like, real time when they were releasing these episodes, he like went into his Facebook group and said, Oh, some of you have said that that was unnecessary or trying something new out. I'm not going to do it anymore. And he hasn't been doing it. Oh, so they were sort of trying, maybe dr- dramatizing yes. it a bit more. Yeah. So he still says what the Golden State Killer whispered but he just yeah. says it in his normal tone of voice and doesn't yeah. try and impersonate he was impersonating him which just which was is so unnecessary. unnecessary yeah he's not doing that now and honestly these episodes are brilliant like yes yeah. this five-parter that i'm listening to it's like i was home alone last night and i'm like i better not listen to it but i couldn't help myself it was just yeah. so good and then i was really creeped out because i was in the kitchen cooking and then doing some dishes and like this golden state killer would sneak up on people like he'd let them himself into the house and then wait for oh ages God, no why yeah. be why be that guy and then he'd like that. they wouldn't hear him and suddenly he'd put his hand over no. their mouth and i was doing the dishes which obviously the sink's against the wall mm. and the hairs on the back of my neck were standing up yeah because i was like oh my god if someone's behind me i kept looking there's no one there um so i stopped listening to it and watched the golden girls instead I oh. go from dark to very light. From Golden yeah. State Killer <laughs> to <laughs> Golden Girls. girls. <laughs> yes, um, but uh, it's just, and you know a lot about the case. It's yeah. just, he was a demon. 
It's, I think what's the worst thing with him, was, which we've always talked about ever since we started reading Are We Gone in the Dark, mm. was that he played with his victims like that and, like, played with their mental health yep. and, like, their sanity even and, like, just, like, those stories where he would have already attacked them. And call back. And things are over. Mm. And then they would be lying there, like, blindfolded oh, yes. and yeah. gagged and so on. And, and then they'd be waiting for, like, 45 minutes, mm. like a long time. And he'd close the door and, yeah. and make footsteps. And they're waiting in silence. And then just when they're, like, you know, it, you would be starting to maybe go, okay, I could probably try and, like, get out of my, mm. you know, Binding. tan ties yeah. and so on. He would be, like, boo, yeah. up on their, in their ear or something. Or, like, smash like, a plate fucked. or something. Yeah, and it's just, like, that is, I think, so much of fear is to do mm. with that kind of having to have that level of anxiety for so long and it's just awful. It's like, okay, so you're going to be a horrible person and, like, abuse someone and, like, destroy their life mm. via abuse and then you're going to also, like, fuck with mm. their head even more afterwards, you piece of well, shit. yeah, that phone call that I was just doing. I love the hypocrisy of me being like, the case file guy does not need to impersonate the constabular and then I impersonated <laughs> yeah, the phone call. That phone call where he's like, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. It was like eight or nine months after he raped her. Yeah. So, so I wrong. said to you the other day, I don't understand how these people ever slept again. Because yeah. some of them some of them moved. I remember um, Paul Holes saying that in his Audible series. Some of them moved like straight away. They're like, fuck this. Mm. But um, some of them had no choice but to stay. Like they couldn't afford to move or you know, their families. Yeah. And, and maybe they were like, no, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to stay here. But yeah. then you call and like sometimes you've taken their IDs and their mail and their keys and, you know, how could you ever sleep knowing you got in once and yeah. then you call and say, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to come back and kill you. Like I just, I applaud every single person that managed to just get their way through life after dealing with that. Yeah. I just... Absolutely. I mean, I was scared in my house listening to a podcast about him 40 years later. Yeah. They actually lived through it and he'd call them and torment them and it's just so scary. Well, it's like your body's been violated. But also your, you know, your safe space, like your house, Mm -hmm. your home has been violated because someone... Because I've experienced break-in. I think we've talked about this. You have too. And like the feeling that your home Mm. has been invaded is in and of itself a terrifying experience it's that you so have to get unsettling. over. It's like, and I never got over it in the old place where I lived when that happened. That house never felt 100% mm. safe to me ever again. Mm. So imagine if that happened plus you personally got violated. Yeah. Like that's like a double whammy of shit you have to get over. Yeah. And, then, and then for him to continue that mm. like, you know, fucked up mental state by calling nine months later it's just like dude like you've already taken something that wasn't yours to take and now you're gonna like keep that person you know in this dark hole Mm. for so long it's just I hate it yeah and even the fact they didn't catch him yeah like think of the decades Mm. because apparently I haven't heard this in this podcast yet the case file one but I have I read this or heard it somewhere else he called years later he yeah. called like a decade later, one of them, just randomly saying, remember when we played? Yeah, I remember that too. I feel like it might have been in the book. Yes. And yeah. I think, like I've just read it in articles and stuff. Yeah. But he did years and years later. 
Not mm. even nine months. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like you maybe have actually moved on yeah. from this horrible experience, and then you get a call from your, you know, yeah. the, the person who violated you. And he's, and so he knows where you are. He's called you. It's just oh, fuck off, Golden State Killer. You I'm piece so of shit. glad, even though he's seven hundred years old, that they fucking caught me him. Me too. It would really. It would. He didn't it's like get with away the with it. Kids, like I want yeah. that murderer to be found because they're the kinds of cases where you're like. No, no, you did a really, really, yeah. really bad you thing. Get to get away You've with that. Destroyed a family's mm. life. You know that family stayed in that house mm. for years, mm-hmm. waiting for their kids to come home. Like, no, fuck you. Mm. You get to get caught and punished. And like, you know, the I guess for a killer, I always imagine it would be quite humiliating. Yes. To get caught. The jig is up. You know mm. where it's like, oh, it's just you. Yeah. Like, you know, like part of it would be the power of yeah. being unknown yeah. you know, anyway. Especially a very smart, organised killer like the Golden State Killer. He hasn't yeah. actually killed anyone yet where I'm up to. Oh, I'm So like, it uh, gets definitely so much worse for me and <laughs> yes. I won't be listening to it at home yes. alone. No. People in the group were saying that they like had to stop it because they were home alone and nope. Yeah. Um, the group Absolutely. that we refer to. Mm. I mean, I'll just put this little plug in is our Facebook group. Yes. Aussie Mystery Hour podcast group on Facebook. Go there, request, we'll accept you because we love you. Yeah. And then you can talk about anything. And we're always in there. We're always there. We're, we're in there too much. We to be love honest. it. We love it. Um, maybe this is how we can wrap up our mystery minutes is just telling all the little information. Like yes. Our Instagram is all Aussie Mystery Hour. We post yep. on there. Oh, I was going to make a story today with the yeah, dog. We're pretty sporadic with it. I didn't. Uh, we have Twitter, <laughs> mystery underscore hour. As yet, not one tweet. No, we'll, it's almost become a game. Yeah, we'll never post on Twitter, but please follow us. Follow us for the time mm. that we eventually be- get really, really famous and have a social media yeah. person who gives a shit does and that. does stuff for us. Content. And then um, there will be a new full episode on Tuesday. Yep. That, that one we do stick to. This one? Who, who knows? knows? This one's a real just maybe flash in the pan. It's a palaver. Yeah. Is it a palaver? What's a palaver? I just love that word. Palaver's like, oh, what a fiasco, isn't it? it this is a bit of a yeah. fiasco. So it is a bit of a palaver. Yeah. But this is just something we're doing. It's a space for us to talk about non-Aussie yeah. mystery things that we just want to chat about. We essentially just can't fucking shut up. Yeah. So we just we keep love recording the our, voices. Of our own voices. Love it. On that note, see ya. See ya. Yeah.